All right. So the helicopter ride was probably a little overkill. Is Jared Leto really on your chopper? Yeah. So I'm, I was sitting there and I'm you like, do the Jamie. No, like I don't get like starstruck, but yeah, and I, I, I found out because number one, like, I was like, I feel like I know this guy. And then two, it was just me and him. And so when it was time to get on the chopper, I'm like, oh, it kind of sounds like him. And then the guy that takes our bags, he's like, all right, Brian, Jared, let's go. And when he said Jared, I was like, all right, this has got to be him. And so when we got you the, did, the chopper. You didn't give him crap for Morbius? Yeah, you, you had one chance to give him crap for Morbius. No, so no. You didn't do it. <laughs> I, here's the thing I don't watch Morbius, and like, who the f- am I to tell him that he sucks? Yeah, that's true. He might appreciate a Jamie. Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining us for the PebCAC podcast, a weekly information security show featuring some all around good people. It is week 19 of 2023. Happy Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. I'm Chris Lee, and the rain is back here in Northern California. With me, I have my co-host Brian Deach, who flew in a private helicopter today. Well, it was semi-private, but to make up for it, when I got to my hotel room, I am staring at garbage cans. And apologies to the listeners right now. You're probably hearing some background noise. I can only describe it as being a bunch of forklifts dry ready getting ready to do some Tokyo drift stuff right outside my room my, my room my room so there you go it's more like apologies to Chris who's gonna have to edit all this out and post yeah it's gonna be bad I'm trying the best not to clear out my throat too we love you Chris you sure it's not the New York City street rats that are just like doing their normal work and buzz no, pizza rat it's at- pizza rat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm yeah. on the third floor and I can see all of the AC units and there's like mm, yeah <laughs> lovely yeah hashtag worst view from a hotel <laughs> yep I hope you're really close to your destination because man looking from that window it looks like the flea bag hotel yeah pretty much is I think I'm close I think I'm like uh, like Good. six minute walk so it shouldn't be that bad. Uh, in right. the middle of Harlem, right? So, yeah. <laughs> Just a, I'm, at, I'm actually at the Empire State Building. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> no Keep an way. eye out for King Kong. All right. Yeah, that's it. King Kong, King Kong. And we have the fighting Filipino who only has to pay attention for one more hour today. It's been a great day. Lovely. I love to be back on. And this time, I'm glad Brian's on as well. So the three amigos are back. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks, yeah. Chris. Welcome back, Brian. Forget to mention yeah, that. Thanks. When was the last time you guys actually watched The Three Amigos? I don't it's know. Been it's a been while. a while. Yeah. Yeah, I watched is, it. Is it on Netflix? I think so. It's on some streaming service, but we watched it with my daughter, and she's like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I was <laughs> dying, though. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but you just How don't you get not it. like that? Yeah. You know what it is? I figured it out. If I suggest a movie, my 14-year-old loves it. If my wife suggests it, she hates it. So I'm just like, I'll, I'll introduce her to like Back to the Future and stuff like that. She loves it. My wife's like, oh, we should watch this. She's like, ah, I don't want to. And then she just falls asleep, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, man, we should watch The Matrix. She's like, hell yeah, we should. There you go. I love The Matrix. Who who shouldn't? Who doesn't like The Matrix? Me. It's Matrix an awesome, four awesome says. movie. Yeah, only the people that are yeah. watching two, three, and four, yeah. then they're really mad. Yeah, yeah. Chris, you say no two, three, it's and like four? John Wick. 
Yeah, two, three, and four. They should have stopped at one. Uh, okay. <laughs> I didn't mind two and three. Four was just horrible. I like two. Heck, I like three as well. I should have left it alone. Four seemed like a cash grab. Two was only good because of the car chase, which, fun fact, that car chase was filmed about 20 miles away from me in Alameda. They built a freeway to make that car chase scene over there. I thought that was in San Jose, uh, um, Long Beach. That was a Long Beach scene, wasn't it? Uh, I think the wrong one. Actual freeway was built in Alameda. It was a loop, so they built a freeway loop okay. for that. And then they might have superimposed Long Beach in the background, but it was actually built here in Alameda. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I was thinking of a different movie. You guys watched The Island with you and McGregor? No. no. Yeah, you should watch it. That's a good one to watch. Oh wait, we're doing a podcast. Let's get back on topic. <laughs> Yeah, I know. We're doing a movie review here. What's going on, Brian? It's your fault. I know. Uh, no guests this week. Combined, we have decades of information, scary experience here, not just to educate, but to entertain. We've got four awesome stories for you this week. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So our weekly reminder, check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Podcast. We are growing in viewership and subscribers, so thank you to everyone who tunes in there and enjoys my Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 footage overlaid with our podcast. You just get sniped like an idiot. <laughs> Zero Half kills. the time, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we're going to talk about our RSA recap, Apple Titan security some more. For our third topic, we say goodbye to two services we've all likely used and close with bank failure talk. For our first topic, I want to have all of us here on the show before we did our RSA recap for this year. For those of you who were not there, RSA was back with a vengeance with the reported 40,000 attendees converging on the feces-filled downtown San Francisco for the annual security conference. I did notice increased police presence in the area. There's no shortage of homeless people passed out on the streets. The North Hall, where the larger security vendors are, was quite a spectacle. I don't know how these companies can manage a return on their investment for what they spent at RSA. I do remember Sentinel-1, though, had an impressive booth and had enough money to just park an F1 car in the middle of the show floor. What did you guys take away from the show this year? F1, FU. That's some crazy money over there. Um, Yeah, but do do you know why they had it, right? No. Because it wasn't in a race, and that's why when it's not in a race, they've got it set up that it can be in attendance. That's why. Oh, it's like one of those was there. those race cars you make in woodshop in like seventh grade. This is fake. Yeah, that. Powered by <laughs> no, no, it's it, it's a real F one. I'm pretty sure it's a real F one. The the the, it, the thing is that like if it was F one, if there if there was a race and they were using it, they wouldn't have access to it, but timely events like this where there's no not any f1 racing they can use it uh, as they need to i think that's what i heard sideline conversations well, the point is they have enough money to burn just park it in the middle of the show floor like those booths are not absolutely cheap. no <laughs> doubt no doubt is, no doubt is the car huge i didn't see it i mean yeah it's the size of a normal f1 car it's like the size of some so companies yeah yeah, but they normally have it like sitting sideways, right? Where it's kind of slanted. Yeah. You might as well cool. say it's the same size as an F-16. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Like, <laughs> is it the same size as an F-150? It's, 
or it's about the same size as your bronco maybe just a little longer probably longer uh, not as tall longer and yeah. lower to the ground it's, bu- yeah. it's about as high as your tires how about that oh crap okay yeah <laughs> that's not very big then no that's what she said <laughs> i was waiting for that uh so i didn't even walk the north hall at all because i was so damn busy but I did walk by all of South Hall and then like the little, like the center part. I'm like, oh, you know, it's always the fringes and then that, the, the middle gooey center part that might have yeah, between the two halls. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It might have some interesting technology. And uh, one company like got me, right? I looked at it and it was, I can't remember the name, but it ended with Ultra. Right? Island. No. That's the name that got you. <laughs> Island. <laughs> Island is amazing and they, they do great stuff for sure. I'll plug you, man, all day long. But no, it was something, but it was like ultra, right? I was like, yeah, this place sounds like a damn beer. Let's go. And then power, like the world's most powerful variable pixel gap technology. I'm like, oh crap, this, this must be like ground shattering. So in between sessions, I walked over there. I was like, hey man, I'm with Z Scaler in the community committed knowledge here, but I, I need to know what this variable pixel gap crap is, man. Talk to me. Yeah, in, inserting some white magic in there. Someone highlights some text. You'd be able to DLP fingerprint it. He's like, no, man, we just do, uh, we, we take a stream and then we just, uh, we convert it to pixels. That way you can't copy and paste it. And I was like, dude, my, your entire product line is like just a checkbox on my GUI. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> I was like, what on earth are you thinking? And then DLP and price or <laughs> oscillation. Yeah, I thought it was going to be doing some sexy things. Nope, it's just, you know, kind of one trick pony. And he's like, yeah, I should check out her hardware. It's like, and then I, I threw up in my mouth. He takes me <laughs> over there. He's like, look at this server, right? And I think it was probably for you. And it's got these blades in it. Not really blades, but just uh, motherboards. And he's like, each one of these processors uh, does the, you know, the the secret sauce. I'm like, so how many got in there? He's like, we got 256. And I was like, okay. So how many users... Yeah, like like ARM processors or something. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we can. Uh, this box can move 256 people at once. I'm like, Ooh. wow, that is terrible, <laughs> dude. That's the worst design I've ever seen in my entire life. Medical scale. Be- yeah, that's that that sounded a little rough. But they also had, I guess, that was the regular product. The Ultra is the one that's hosted in the cloud. Um, we were walking to dinner one night. This is to kind of piggyback off your comment, Ron Burkett. In company, we're going there, headed down to the wharf. He's smoking a cigar. He steps in the biggest pile of human doo-doo I've ever seen in my life. And it is. I'm like, dude. Oh, Ron. Yeah. I hope you threw those shoes away, Ron. I was oh, like, no, dude. Ron. What were you? I was like, oh, man. And, you can just, and it was it was so thick, right? Like, it's just like he was leaving footprints oh. as he's going. Oh, he's, like, well, no. maybe, he's like, maybe we can pretend that it was his dog poop. It's kind of the same thing. I said, no, it's not the same thing. I saw corn in there. He's with dogsy corn. I'm like, dogs can, you know, actually metabolize that. We just send it right out the chute. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's so gross. It is. Oh, that's so grossed out. So we, yeah. we did the official cleaning um, of the shoes, which is you just walk through grass. The same grass that people were probably laying on later on that day. But whatever. Um, <laughs> And then to, uh, you know, end the night gracefully, I've never done drugs. I don't want to do drugs. But I see people out of their minds just taking a nap, 
middle of the street, <laughs> like under a waterfall thing, <laughs> like that is like the, the, like just trash floating next to them. The water is green, and they're just knocked out. Like that must be some incredible drugs yeah. to send you to the promised land of night night time. Well, on the last day I was there, there was a there was a couple that was had a tin foil lighting up with one of these little torches, and I'm like, I'm walking into a restaurant you're you're getting <laughs> yeah. high right by a, a newspaper <laughs> machine to, yeah. it's like <laughs> try it on the outskirts of of downtown i'm like that's not a good look Dude, but it is what it is yeah outside my hotel i saw that like, he, like one hand he had a bong and then the second one he was lighting up mm-hmm. something in the aluminum foil and so i was uh, i was on video and i uh i was like oh my god check it out he's doing drugs and then as i turn <laughs> this way the girl walks up to me and like looks at me and i'm like oh is this not cool and then she gets into the car i'm like oh she's gonna go do drugs with him i have never seen anything <laughs> like this in my entire life people are wow. wild not that you get, so not, so i don't know if anyone yeah if, if anyone was in san francisco the the week before rsa it was uh not as pretty or as clean as you had seen it the week of rsa so i don't know what people did in san francisco with the what the city did, but they definitely cleaned things up. I mean, to go to the fact as extreme as like, I think on Monday afternoon, I saw that the streets were wet and I'm like, did it rain? When I walked out of the building, I'm like, did it rain? I'm like, oh no, the city was cleaning the streets of all the filth and the poop that's sitting on the sidewalks in order to get rid of it in preparation for RSA. So that leads me to my next question. Do you guys think RSA is going to be in San Francisco next year? The rumor is it's not. It's not looking likely, just based on everything that's going on. You think of, if for people that aren't local here, there are a number of chain stores. They open up, up their stores here. So Nordstrom, a national retail here, they're closing three stores in San Francisco due to the crime and the environment. There, Whole Foods, they're shutting down a store. Target's shutting down a store. Uh, they just—it's it, not profitable. It's not safe for their customers and their people. I think San Francisco, I, I want to give them credit. The police presence was felt. And aside from that homicide that happened on Monday, you know, it was relatively went off without a hitch uh, this that week. But who knows what direction the city is going and if they can sustain it or not. Where should we have it then? It's probably going to be Vegas. Go to Vegas, baby. I think so. It's got to be Vegas. Where Oracle Open World moved yeah. to Vegas and VM World, I think, moved to Vegas. Why not Gulu Africa? You guys are so weird. Vegas is good because it's close enough to the West Coast. So you're near Silicon Valley, and there's there's, a, there's an international airport there that has lots of flights, and then it has the infrastructure to hold a hundred thousand people. So that that's probably the ideal spot. And not rape them over the the price of hotels because I think like the average price of a hotel was like six to eight hundred dollars. That's ridiculous. I mean, come on. Oh, that's, that's just that'll still happen. You know, even but uh, hotels in LA in Las Vegas are not six to eight hundred dollars. They can be here. I got they put can up, be. I got put not, up in a Motel Six yeah. in Vegas one year during Black Hat just because everything else was too outrageous. Four hundred dollars. I guess four hundred dollars is outrageous, but yeah. For shout Vegas, shout but... out to the Vegas Strip Motel Six. There's a liquor store attached to it, and they have an armed guard walking around. Nice. 
but uh, yeah, I, some cool things this year. Uh, uh, you know, if you look around, I was surprised at how much people spent, and I'm always surprised at how much people spend on their booths, and you know, and, and the amount of swag. And you know, for all those people out there that are that are swag collectors, I love it. You know, like you, you do you, but uh, it's kind of interesting to see people walk out with bags and bags of uh, of articles from 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 uh, from vendors. So. Yeah. What about you, Chris? I got accosted by a, what I can only imagine to be a homeless man in my Uber. So I was Ubering home one night. I, it, it's, it's gotten to the point where I, I used to, have to tr- take the train in, but if it gets too late, I'll just Uber home. Uh, it just does not feel safe to take the train at night there anymore. And just this guy, he had like an LED mask. It's like a nice LED mask that kept you know, changing patterns and stuff. He's just like screaming nonsensical things to my Uber driver. And we were stuck at a red light. And I was hoping like this guy wouldn't turn violent or try to get in or anything. But, you know, he was as harmless as you could get, I guess. And then just drove off. But yeah, I have a pretty funny video of that guy just screaming obscenities at us through through the window. Sounds like a a prequel to The Purge. Yeah. (laughs) The Purge San Francisco. It's like if if I, if I heard that purge siren gone up, go off, I'd just tell my Uber driver, just run the red, just run the red, get us out of here. <laughs> yeah. Good stories. Uh, did you make it out to the North Hall? I, I, I did, and I, I saw how big the spaces were, and it's like, wow, these are really huge. Um, That's what she they said. They were, yeah. I had, uh, I had to say hi to a buddy over at Fortinet. So the Fortinet booth was in the North Hall. CrowdStrike was over there. The RSA, of Cisco. course. Yeah, they have their yeah. booth over there. Cisco had multiple booths. They had one in the North and one in the South. It was South. definitely a spectacle to see over there in the North Hall. I, I think the South Hall feels a little more cozy. North Hall feels too corporate. Yeah, yeah. I, I know in the South Hall, there was this company uh, it was called Reliance or something like that. They had a really cool booth. It was like they had their own little office inside there where you could meet and get away from the noise, um, which is which is nice because I, I see people uh, make their booths with a second floor and they try to have a meeting up there and it's like it's just too loud. The, the, the amount of noise that's in that just comes through and it's not just from people walking around, but it's from vendors yelling and marketing and pitching and everything. Zscaler so. smashing firewalls. Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> Here's Rapid Seven used to have that. Rapid Seven used to have the double decker yeah. booth. I remember when when they were still VC yeah. funded. Now that they're public, I think yeah. they're a little more frugal. I, I'm even pretty sure Blue Coat and Semantic had one back in the day. So here's an idea: next year's booth is going to be Superman themed, and we're just going to have like 16 telephone booths where you have one-on-one meetings in there with somebody. <laughs> you have and to get undressed swag. too to change to the. Superman outfit. Uh, That's up to you, but I don't know. The swag will be breath mints because Lord knows they're going to need it. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked our booth. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm I'm a proponent of what what we did at Island. It was very cool. We had four chairs looking at a dome of of a, a theater kind of dome pitched movie theater. And I, you know, we had one customer fall asleep. I thought that was that was like tremendous. Like take a load off. That's good. Yeah, I, I saw I the tried. essential oil yeah. diffuser there. Like you went you went all yeah. out. I just, yeah, that's it. I got chapstick for me, so that's all I know. Yeah, I got one right here. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's funny. All right. What did I get from Zscaler? Was it a shirt? No. no we, what, did you, what were you guys giving out? We the had the sticker? Rocket books, and then we had... We actually had whiskey glasses, 
too. Oh. Yeah, Mor- nice. Morgan Wallen actually showed up and sang the song right before my session. Crowd pleaser. Nobody here knows what I'm talking about, but somebody listening knows who Morgan Wallen is. <laughs> yep, you right, definitely our, don't know it. <laughs> for our second topic, friend of the show, Scott Randy Savage, tipped me onto this one where Apple has begun rolling out their Rapid Security Response Patches, RSR. Think of these as micro patches to fix vulnerabilities in Mac OS and iOS without having to push an entire OS update. App would often have to wait for larger updates and customers would put off these updates due to how long they take to install. The hope is that with these micro patches, iPhone users can uh, close these vulnerabilities with minimal interruption and they are more likely to install them and secure their devices. Some early reports came in that the rapid security response patch that was just released yesterday would air out and say the phone was not connected to the internet even though it was. Signs point to a server-side issue, and when I installed it, it took five minutes, a simple reboot, and my phone was up to date. Apple continues to amaze me with their strong stance on both privacy and security. I love how you talk about they're doing this rapid response stuff without rebooting the phone. You're like, yeah, and I did it yesterday, five minutes, I rebooted my phone, I was good to go. All I hear is that your phone was compromised. You actually had a zero day threat actor on your phone. It had. I did like, not. It, it did not reboot. I I have that in the show notes, but I corrected myself. Oh, okay. I read it. Yeah. So it, right. it does require a reboot, but a simple reboot, not an OS level update reboot. Uh, so you got to wonder though, like if you can do that, then they must have a certain amount of confidence that you haven't been exploited. Because I would have to think that a majority of the time when you would do something that hardcore, it was either like tied the kernel or there was possibly someone someone has actually had access to that, that device and you had to reboot it to get them cleared out. But we've talked about that before, right? That even though what looks like a reboot isn't a reboot where they yeah, where they've had that's a, true. an attack. It shows it plays the animation of a reboot but doesn't actually reboot. Yeah. That's so. tricky. Yeah, but I, I installed it, went through fine. The early so Apple never tells you what's in the update. But some of the people, early reverse engineers, said it was something in the Safari. It's probably with the the JIT engine or the the WebKit, some something in there. But it was a exploit within the Safari browser. Just trying, just trying to rootkit. Or wait, no, I'm just trying to jailbreak, jailbreak my device, guys. It's not happening anymore. Um, nope. Does anyone actually update their phone? Like I just have it set to like do do your thing, girl, and. Uh, just wake up and it's like, uh, enter in your, you know, your password, you know, because it was recently restarted. That's how I roll with life. Does anybody else actually not do that? I used to, I used to not do the auto and now it's like, you know, just, just get it done. Cause I, I want to be the person, I want to be that person that did not cause the issue the for breach. whatever company <laughs> I work for. Yeah. For the breach. Yeah. Yeah. That's a double edged sword. For 99.9% of the time, it's better to auto-update, but that 0.1% where Apple pushes a bad update and it bricks your phone, it's like, yeah, you don't want to be the first one to install it. But if they do, if they brick your phone, I mean, you go to back and you can go like, hey, listen, you guys break my phone. I want a new phone. Yeah, right? so, as long as you have a backup. I, and I'm at that point where there's no data on my phone that isn't synced already to either, um, was it iCloud or... Or OneDrive or Google Drive, right? So, I mean, the stuff that's on my phone is pretty much disposable. 
Yeah, me too. I, I use my phone to stir soup. <laughs> like use it like a ladle. Like, whatever. <laughs> this, this I thought you use it as a spoon. Yeah. I thought you use it as a spoon. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, I can just I can restore it for backup. No big deal. It's good. I know what you do use your phone for. You use it to like record videos of you picking up your daughter at the school, which is really cool, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I just posted another one today, so you don't have to get a kick out of that. And what's your daughter's name? Chloe. Oh, what's your daughter's out. name? Chloe, love Chloe. Chloe, I love you. You you are a superstar. <laughs> She's a good team player. Yeah, she, she is. Definitely is. That's she does. She knows that's that that's my dad. For our third topic, I combine two stories, and the thing they have in common is that we have to say goodbye to a beloved friend. The first friend we're saying goodbye to is Netflix's DVD by mail service. I would be safe in assuming that probably 90% or more of our audience at some point subscribed to Netflix's DVD by mail service that eventually put Blockbuster and Hollywood out of business. September 29th of this year marks the last day the DVD by mail service will operate and will end after 25 years of faithful service. So not only was I a DVD guy, but I was also an early adopter to the streaming version of Netflix. To the degree when I used to get on there, it was all the movies that you would find at the Walmart discount DVD bin for like, you know, buy 10 for $4. Like, yeah. I have no idea what I'm watching, but, you know, we can stream it. And I remember introducing my wife to him. Like, yeah, we can. We don't even need the DVD. We just watch it. She's like, well, what can we watch? She's like, how about Shrek? Like, no, that's not on there. You know, just na- name after name after name. Like, none none <laughs> yeah. of those are on there, huh? What good is this? And I remember it was similar. The selection was pretty awful. Yeah. 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 I remember that. I remember they hid the selection behind a paywall. Like you couldn't even search Netflix to see if they had it unless you were already a paid subscriber. Like if you wanted to see, do they have this show on there? Do they have that show on there? You couldn't tell until you subscribed. Yeah, but most of the movies, I mean, it was kind of a reversal, right? Back then, you're talking 20, 2007, 2005. When they were trying to get things going, right? And it's like, you, you go and I, I had a system set up where like I could I could rent three movies, start rotating them one at a time, and get one in. And I had a pretty good, pretty good system where I I could consistently get movies right away. So I, I don't know if you guys did the same, but it was fun. Um, it was kind of tiring to get the the DVDs back into the mailbox to make sure that I got the next DVD right away. Same thing. I would uh, I rip all the movies though too. I was making a cop. <laughs> I didn't tell you that's what I created did, backups yes. of them, Brian. Backups, yes. yes. <laughs> Piece of disc got damaged. Yeah. I remember my local post office used to have a mail slot. So there's stamped mail, there's metered mail, and then there's a Netflix slot. So specifically, there was a Netflix mail slot at my post office. That's how big they were back in the day. Yeah. That's when you know you Do you made remember it. the hack to get those? Do you remember the hack that people would do? They would put like glue at the end of a, of a stick. Or like a like wrap goop, and they would like stick the stick inside the mailbox to see what they could pull out as far as mail and DVDs, you know, and 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 go steal that stuff. So that's a it's an old physical hack. Oh, Committing a federal offense to get a copy of Shrek. I didn't say that I did it. I just <laughs> telling you what I've seen. I would observed other people do, right? Because you're like, hey, why didn't I get my movie? And like, and they're like, oh, you didn't return. It. I'm like, no, I know I returned it. Part of the so, possible, yeah. But he's describing part of the possible. Yeah. That's exactly. Can't it. find a way, you made a way. 
But I, I thought there was still one blockbuster or two blockbusters left. That's the, like in Alaska. Did those close down as well? I think it's, it's in Bend. Well, it's Bend, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's in Bend. So the one in Fairbanks closed down then, right? Yeah, the last one so. is in Bend. Shout out to okay. Kevin Fletcher, baby. He lives in Bend. He's got that. That's, I don't even think he even knows about it, by the way. Yeah. If I'm you know, you, correct as well, I think you can Airbnb and stay in there. I think they're on Airbnb and you can like spend a night in the last remaining blockbuster. You know what does that tell you about? Go ahead. I said, you know what? It's actually uh, more short lived than the blockbuster company itself. What's that? The TV show about blockbuster it was like one season. <laughs> and that's, that thing got canceled so quick. Maybe yeah, it was two Randall seasons. Park, wasn't it? On Netflix, yeah, yeah, kind of ironic about. I think it was the Asian a, cast <laughs> a movie about blockbuster on Netflix. No, it was a, te- a TV series, but I think it was on Netflix. Yeah, it was a TV show on Netflix. Yeah, okay, got it. I think it's- and it, it's it's not it's not even on Netflix anymore, right? They took it off, or is it still there? Let me go look. It's probably still there. Once they make something, it's on there forever. They wouldn't take it off. They spent the money. It's a Netflix original. Hmm. While Glenn's looking that up, the second friend we will be saying goodbye to is the green padlock in the address bar of Google Chrome. As of Chrome 117, which should be released this September, Google will remove the iconic green padlock indicating the website is secured with an SSL certificate and using transport layer security. This changes for a good reason, too. Google boasts that 99% of all web pages loaded in Chrome are loaded over HTTPS, so it's no longer needed. In fact, the green padlock is so ubiquitous, even on phishing pages, it may give give users a false sense of security that the phishing page is legitimate because of the green padlock. It's more rare that a website is not loaded with HTTPS, so we say goodbye to an old friend. I don't know if it was an old friend or not, but goodbye. See you later. And I don't think you can, like, other than maybe, like, never SSL, I can't think of any website that I would go to that wouldn't give me, like, a... I knew of one. I knew of one up until last year. Okay. It was my kid's volleyball um, club. (laughs) And and it was like, why is this thing still not SSL? So you're gonna laugh. I was like, all my all my tests all my tests were through that website because it was like, what the heck? <laughs> I mean, if it's something like you never submit form data through or passwords, like it's not required. But I mean, like Google would intentionally downrank you in searches and punish you for not using HTTPS. But at, at some point, if you're not actively advertising yourself and you're not transmitting form data, it wasn't really required. But it's one of those things like it's free now. Why wouldn't you do it? I, uh, yeah, I remember back back in the day, you know, things that I teach my parents, things that I teach my users. I said, look for that green padlock. There's no green padlock. It's not secure. Don't type in your password. See, I, I went a little further than that. I said, don't look for... I don't care about the padlock. I care, I care about the S on the HTTP. Like, look for that, and that, that should be good. So, I was it should be until than, Google I was a, killed it. So Chrome killed it. They don't put www anymore. They don't put HTTP right. or HTTPS for the same reason. They said everything's HTTPS. Why do we have to show you HTTPS? So they're yeah. slowly but surely removing all those things that we used to teach all our users about. You guys are rookies. I would make my grandparents like actually click on their certificate and then view the details to make sure that it was signed by Wells Fargo before they put in their credentials. <laughs> like, you know, I understand. 
like why you guys set up your family for failure. That's a complete lie. I do have a question. Do you, does this mean that maybe the extended validation certs will go away as well? That, that went away ages ago. Really? You like still they, buy they, them. they still they still exist, but you don't get any benefit because it used to show the in the bar. It right? used to be yeah, in the bar it used to be green. It would have the name. It would say verified or US. But Chrome got rid of that a while ago. So you could still buy an EV cert, but there was no benefit of having it anymore. Nice. All right. It was the cost of the company, right, to the customer, not necessarily something that was that did any benefit for anyone else. Yeah, exactly. Than... I mean, there's there's tons of validation that you have to do to get an EV cert, but you know, ChrisLouis.com or Citibank.com, it all looks the same now. It, you either have TLS or you don't. They, they don't care about EV DV anymore. I I set up a WordPress site for a friend, and I was blown away. By the time I could figure out how to get a cert cut it was already on the server like it was just part of the build like they just did it for me i was like this is rad like i'm digging yeah. that yeah now with let's encrypt it's all it's all automated it's all the acme protocol and they rotate it every three months for you and you set it and forget it so here's a wild story so american airlines acquired u.s airways but they kept the name u.s airways which is now american airlines right but back in that day um, HP, I think it was EDS, used to manage all things U.S. Airways. And so we were under this undertaking, like, we could build it and do it better than a managed service, so we're bringing everything in. And uh, I was focused on usairways.com, and I just remember the certificate was getting ready to expire, and so my boss was like, yeah, just uh, get it renewed. So at this point in time, it's still kind of managed a little bit by EDS, and so I sent out the, the email they're like, yeah, just, uh, you know, sign off on this and we'll get that cert over to you. And I open up the doc and I had to make, keep in mind, it was like $80,000 is what they were charging the company to cut a wildcard certificate for USHerbies.com. Like it was insane. And I remember looking at this thing. I'm like, this is more than I make in a year. Like for one cert, <laughs> like I was blown away. So I, I walked over and I showed it to my boss. I'm like. I'm not signing this. This has got to be from you. He's like, there's no way in hell we're doing this. He's like, as of today, Brian, you're, you're doing, uh, you, you were doing all things certificate based. And so I think we ended up going with like thought and I was like, man, this is wild. It was like 200 bucks instead of $80,000. But some dude <laughs> at HP was making his bankroll just cutting certs, man. That is amazing. Good for them. It's a literal license to print money. You should ask for 10%. So I saved the company 70 $79,800. Yeah, give me 10% of that. <laughs> right? Like, but how mismanaged are you to do that? Like, that man, some of these MSPs get away with some murder. Never, never discount well, the red tape of Some people don't know any better, though, right? So, yeah, it's like, it's like, do you go to a mechanic and go, hey, you know, it's going to cost you $10,000 to fix that? And you're like, well, why? Right? And... <clears throat> You go to another guy and you go, wait, wait a minute, this is only a $200, this is a $50 part. Second opinion. And you realize, oh, yeah, second opinion, right? So how many how many administrators are just too lazy or, or go, hey, you know, it's not my money. I'm just going to pay it. It yeah. reminds me of that Dane Cook. Was Dane Cook back in the day? He's like, he talks about how much he hates car mechanics. That they're all thieves. He's like, I went in there to, you know, get my uh, battery replaced. Or, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, there's a, turns out there's a problem with your engine. You need a whole new engine. There's a unicorn bouncing around. There's poking holes in everything. He's like, really? Like, it's this <laughs> insane story, but I can get with it. Yeah, it's true.
for our last topic, and it will be a rotating topic every week. This week, we're going to talk about yet another old friend we have to say goodbye to. This past weekend, the U.S. FDIC, the Federal Deposit Insurance Company, seized First Republic Bank and brokered a sale to J.P. Morgan Chase, leaving the FDIC and its members on the hook for $13 billion, with a B, $13 billion in losses. With Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank going under, FRB makes three of the top four largest bank failures in the U.S., and they all occurred within the last two months. Last week, First Republic Bank reported that account holders withdrew $100 billion in deposits despite a $30 billion cash infusion by the nation's biggest banks. They still had a $50 billion hole in their balance sheet, and the U.S. federal government said enough is enough and seized the bank. I had a conversation with someone who works in the finance industry, and we came to the conclusion that it's actually really scary how seamless FRB's sale was because that means the U.S. government is getting really good at dealing with failed banks. This is terrifying. Uh, <laughs> I, I, did they do the, like, what happened? Did they, they screw up the same way SVB did as well? Similar, similar, yeah. So they, they held on, they, they bought too many hold-to-maturity securities, and if there was, same with SVB, if there was no run on the bank, they would have been fine because you hold it to the end and you get your money back, you get your principal back. But due to the rising interest rate, uh, yeah, due to the rapid rising interest rates, the long-term securities they bought took a 22% haircut. So they had to sell at a 22% discount and that left a $50 billion hole in their balance sheet just because there was a gigantic Jeez. bank run. Thanks well, to SVB. How many other banks are doing this, though, Chris? Every it's one like, of them. Even the bigs. Everyone is doing this. So this is risk, right? This is that whole risk, <laughs> risk assessment management. team not doing risk yeah. management, not doing their job. Yeah. Right. Or they're saying, "Hey, the CEO wants to do this. It doesn't matter what the risk risk management team says." Yeah. So breaking news: So PacWest Bank is another regional bank that's. It seems like it's about to go under. Their stock's down like fifty percent today, just because they announced that they're looking to sell themselves because they're going to be insolvent soon. We're all going to die. So I actually explored a relationship with FRB. FRB is it, it's I guess also Silicon Valley Bank because I I've heard stories about SVB. So First Republic Bank, they, they offer real like white glove service. Like they're really customer friendly. Like you go to any of the big four, Chase, B of A, Wells Fargo, uh, any of those city, like you're just a number. You're a bank account, you're a number. But at First Republic Bank, they had personal bankers. They knew your birthday. They would send flowers on your anniversary. They would, you know, you do a mortgage through them. They show up with champagne and, and stuff to at, at the closing. So they are... They were a real banker's bank. And when I explored your relationship with them, they would offer you like one point off your mortgage or certain points off your mortgage. But the catch was you had to hold in their bank accounts the equivalent of the loan amount. So you save one point on your mortgage, but you have to put in the equivalent amount into one of their savings accounts or one of their managed fund accounts. So they collect points on your deposit, but you also get points off your mortgage. So they were high touch high customer service and the amounts they would pay you were minuscule like their interest rate paying was like 0.12% per year so they they made it up that way but they were always like a, a real high customer service bank 
I've never heard of that before. That's wild. I went in yeah. yesterday to a bank to open up a checking account for my, my daughter because I made the dumbest bet with her. I don't even want to share it with you guys, but I will. And these <laughs> these these scumbags were like, come back in a week when we're not so busy. I'm like, it's going to take like two minutes to do. Like, how dare you? So you guys want to know what the bet was? What was the bet? All right. So it's big old jar of spicy pickles, right? And... <clears throat> The jar was empty, and we had two of them there empty. So I, I poured it, and it's filled to the brim. And I was just sitting there, and like it's spicy, somewhat pickles. And so I said, I'm sitting there with all my kids. I'm like, who wants to drink this for like $500? And without skipping a beat, my youngest daughter's like, I will. I'm like, uh, I was like, right. so I'm kind of panicking because I'm like, she's going to throw up. It's and a verbal the, contract, Brian. It's a verbal contract. I said, well, you know, let's, <laughs> right. let's see what mom has to say. So I'm frantically texting her, like, don't let the deal go through, right? Like, I'm I'm worried. <laughs> and uh, as soon as my wife comes out, she's like, are you kidding me? $500? And then two seconds later, my daughter is halfway through that jar. Like, the, the, the stipulation was you have to chug it. Even all the, the peppers and all the crap that's in there, it has to go down with it. And then you have to hold it down for a minute without throwing up to get the money. It was gone in 14 seconds. She... Freaking powered through it, nine four five hundred dollars less. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! Yeah, you're proud I of made your a accomplishment, Brian. I, I'm still pissed about it. <laughs> <laughs> you just pissed that you lost. Your daughter was she's a trooper. She is. What she showed you? But I yeah. should have fearless. Me, I, I should have the other kids be like, "Well, I'll do it for four fifty. I'm like, "Hey, just keep on going. Keep just play them off each down. other." Yeah. yeah no, I they they, they formed well. a union. I don't think anybody would do it. Like, yeah. Nobody will eat the damn pickles other than my son. It's yeah. too hot. So I, I got a similar story where I, I actually it was worth it was worth the twenty bucks that I bet. So oh, twenty dollars uh, back back with Symantec, and uh, we were at a Thai restaurant, and I picked up well, you know, there's like peppers everywhere, right? And there was this dried pepper, Thai pepper, chili pepper, and I, I said, "Hey man, who's who's willing to who's willing to eat this whole?" You know, just but you got to chew on it and you got to swallow it and like you you got to be able to hold it down without asking for milk, you know, for the next for the next hour while we're here at dinner. The guy goes, "I'll do it." You know, as a young rep, and uh, he downed it, he ate it, and he was he was hurting the next day. It was so funny, and all of us were laughing. I was like, "That's the best twenty dollars I spent." He didn't come to work the next day. I wonder why. He was why. in so much pain. He was he basically crapped himself inside his room because he just couldn't couldn't do it i was like he he got my 20 bucks but it was the best 20 bucks i've ever spent those are the worst ones when it so, burns going in and burns coming out Oof. oh yeah yeah wasn't i, I with you imagine. when we were up in seattle with lloyd you bet him that he wouldn't eat that giant glob of wasabi yeah but you know what i'm gonna admit i'm, I'm gonna i'm, I'm I, I, that wasn't so nice because i think that wasabi was not as strong as like true you know, Japanese course, yeah. quality wasabi. No, I think it was no of, restaurant. In, it was lightened up. It was like at a bar. So no bar in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. real restaurant quality wasabi. Yeah. You get the the cheap yeah, stuff. I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna agree on you. Sure, wasn't pleasant still. Yeah, I, I wish it was a Thai chili pepper from that that place in Portland. So, well. The hope is that this new banking crisis isn't going to get worse, that we'll have to figure something out to backstop everything so people stop withdrawing. That, that's the worst case scenario. All these regional banks fail, and then we end up with four big banks, and that's it. 
Yeah. So, hey, does that does that mean that the government came in and again and covered all the insured accounts, no matter what the size was? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, unlike that's Silicon Valley Bank, people had access to their full accounts throughout the weekend and didn't skip a beat. And pretty much, I, I know people that work over at FRB. They said, on Friday we were FRB employees. On Monday we we're Chase employees. That, that was it. Wow. Wow. Shame. Who knows if layoffs are coming or what the what the plan is? But do 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 you think there's penal repercussions for the C level execs that put the put the companies at risk at that? Uh, I mean, that's, penal or or criminal <laughs> criminal held criminally liable yeah. for negligence and being asleep yeah, at the wheel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, we put we put so much faith in in the executive staff, right? That they're going to run the corporation. They're responsible. Basically, they're they're the they're the person. They're the people that at, at the top of it, right? That that are responsible, right? Do 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 that. Is there criminal offenses in there where they can be charged and then potentially put in jail? Because is that going to stop this from continuing, right? Where they know it's like, hey, wait a minute, I could be held liable and I could go to jail for this, right? So as of today, since there was no fraud and no misleading investors it's not criminal but there are increasingly calls for better regulation of these these top 20 like silicon valley bank was a top 20 bank frb was even bigger than that and only they call them what sibs as systematically important banks so the sibs have to undergo incredibly tough stress tests but these banks were not sibs so they did not have to go through it i think the regulation is now the bar to qualify as a systematically important bank is going to get a lot lower just because we've had three of the four largest bank failures in the last two months. Like that's just not acceptable. It's it's fine that the big four can pass these stress tests, but this has to go trickle down all the way through the, the, the bank, even the regional banks. What's the big four? Wells, Bank of America, JPG, City, and Chase. City. Yeah. And Sorry, they're just going to keep getting bigger. You know, FRB just got absorbed by Chase. People are pulling money from regionals and putting in the big four. And that's not what this country needs. We don't need four gigantic banks. We need diversification. 700 mid-sized ones that give us toasters. <laughs> I didn't get a toaster when I opened my account with City, so I'll take a toaster any day. And I'll take you right to the bathroom. Do you guys remember those days? Do you guys remember those days? No. We're not as old as you. By the way, I am like <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so every every week you open this with like decades of security, whatever. I look at you two, and I've known you for some quite some time. You guys not have not aged today. I'm pretty sure you guys are like hundred year olds. You've been around forever, <laughs> so you might as well just say centuries of data and security practices. Like I don't, I don't really believe that you guys are the age that you say that you are. Well, it, we have the Asian re, Asian recessive gene. We look fine until we, I think we hit about 72. Yeah, and then, uh, then you fall and off then a cliff. We, then we look like we're a thousand years old. It's like, oh my gosh, that guy should be should have been dead a long time ago. So, <laughs> so you guys are both below 72. You're confirming that today. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Today. <laughs> well, we continue to get great comments about our dad joke of the week. This week, Brian's up. Ooh. So, do you guys want like inappropriate or just straight to? I'm just kidding. Dad joke, dad joke Brian. Dad joke. Right. 
I saw two cows staring at me from behind a bush. I think oh. it was a stakeout. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. Finally, on the first pass. Wah, Thank you, Bright. Wow, wow. Let's go. <laughs> All right, to wrap things up, RSA is back and bigger than ever. Apple is rolling out security micro patches. We're officially saying goodbye to Netflix DVDs and the green padlock. And the U.S. is on the brink of yet another financial crisis. That's all I have for this week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find us all on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast. Thank you to all our listeners and subscribers who rated us five stars in the iTunes store and Spotify and left us a review. We appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show. The best way to find us is to search for the PepCac podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. From my co-host Brian Deach, Glenn Medina, I'm Chris Louie. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next weekend. As always, have a nice day. Cheers. Bye, Felicia. Signing off from and New York City. Oh, my stuck. <laughs>